We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do your balls hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Do you tie them in a knot? Do you tie them in a bow? Do you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your balls hang low? Obviously, it's not my business, but it is my business to type out Manscaped, who's number one in men's below the belt grooming. They got the precision injury tools for your family jewels. Access can happen. They suck. They can ruin your weekend. But let them be a thing of the past with the Lomar 2.0. It's got skin-safe technology. It's easy on your nuts. No nicks or snacks. And if you're Miles Garrett and you're probably listening to this, your weekends have probably opened up. So go to manscaped.com. Enter the promo code armchair for 20% of your first purchase and free shipping. They got goodies such as the crop preserver. It's deodorant for down there. So if you're putting it on your pits, put some down below. In certain situations, you need the right tools for the job. Taking your helmet off and swinging at somebody is not a good idea during a football game. But for here, you can control it. So go to manscaped.com. Enter the promo code armchair. Get 20% of your first purchase and get your free shipping. Your balls will thank you later. All right, guys. Welcome in. It's another Panther Rants podcast. It's Vlad Harris here. I wasn't even supposed to podcast today, but I'm working from home. And obviously, there's some things that I got to take care of here. And obviously, too much happened last night for me not to record. I could record Monday or Tuesday, but, uh, you know, I usually do two shows a week. So why not... um, wrap it up because I didn't do the um, games for this weekend for college football. Pitt won last night and obviously it was without drama. I mean, it wasn't without drama. Actually, you know what? This game should never have been as close as it was. I know Pitt um, obviously was doing Pitt things towards the end. They came close to blowing it. But let's be honest here. This game, this whole thing was bullshit to begin with. Pitched have won this game and should have took him out early. And, you know, uh, and the game and the total should have went under as well. But, uh, you know, obviously I forgot that we're playing against North Carolina, which means obviously this game is going to be badly officiated because that's how, you know, you know the freaking Blue Bloods are. Because there was a plenty of drives, plenty of situations that where North Carolina got kept alive on some bad penalties. Although, you know, the first targeting – that Amir Watts did, that was a horrible, horrible thing he did. And somehow he, um, they took the targeting away. They waved it. I have no idea why. The only thing I can think of is it was, you know, the play was maybe still alive and he thought it was still alive and he just hit him. But if you're going to, if you're going to wave that, why the hell are you going to throw out DeMar Hamlin? Because his, his, um, 
His um, penalty wasn't really even targeting. But they threw him out anyway, so I don't get either one. I was thinking maybe the one for Amir Watts was was the makeup for the uh, one they missed uh, a week and a half ago when, uh, you know, Maurice French got his uh, face rearranged, and obviously he was out. You know, he was out for this game. Only thing I can think of. But, yeah, you know, the many stalker one, or jazzy stalker, I should say, that kept the drive alive and we went to overtime, that was an obvious one. He got to the, he got to the guy before the ball, but there were just so many bullshit calls. And this game, Pitchell won this game by more. And the game should have been over even before overtime. But, you know... It's you know it's ACC officiating. We're playing North Carolina. I don't know why. You know North Carolina has nothing on the fucking line for this game. They had nothing on the line. But for some reason, they got their way. I mean, Shockey Jockey had a tele, had a touchdown reversed, and it was cl- it was plainly obvious. It was ruled a touchdown, and there was no evidence to overturn that whatsoever. None. And what happens? They they reversed it. I'm not sure what they looked at or if they have some sort of secret technology to, um, you know, figure it out. But there was nothing that um, could reverse that call. But somehow they reversed it. I don't see why. So obviously the ACC and they're obviously blowing Mac Brown because that's the only thing I can think of at this point. But if you look at some of the positives here, there's a lot of them. Kenny Pickett had a hell of a game, 25 of 41, 359 yards, a touchdown, no interception. He had a rushing touchdown as well. In fact, he had 53 yards on the ground. Actually, he had two touchdowns. I'm sorry, two rushing touchdowns. He had three total TDs. So he, Kenny Pickett had over 400 yards of total offense and three touchdowns. So he's obviously the player of this game. I mean, you can't really complain about this. I mean, not to mention he, he he's not really a guy can throw down a field, but he did, and, you know, he made it work. In the running game as well, well, A.G. Davis was our leading rusher. He had 58 yards on 19 carries. But with Maurice French out, you figured they were going to key up on our, on our offense, especially our passing game. But if you look at the stats here, I mean, Shockey Jockey, four catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown. He had a hell of a game. Taysier Max, six catches, eight three yards. Great game as well. I mean, Aaron Matthews had a catch for 30 yards. Jared Wayne stepped in, four catches, 30 yards. Uh, Nakia Griffin-Stewart had one catch for 20 yards, although he had a, I believe he had a, a crucial drop, but we'll let it slide this time. Will Gregg, three catches, 26 yards. I mean, Blake Carter, two catches, 24 yards. I mean, the, I mean, Kenny spread the ball out all, all over the place. North Carolina, on the other hand, well, eventually their quarterback was you – know, he was misfiring all game, and eventually he hit. And, well, Pitt gave up over 100 yards on the ground defense. Latoya Williams had 12 carries, 107 yards. North Carolina's um, receivers, Daz Newsom, 11 catches, 170 yards. Bo Corrales, 5 catches, 92. Deami Brown, 5 catches, 35 yards. And, you know, North Carolina is eventually going to be really good. I you know, well, it depends on how Mac Brown's recruiting is. 
before you know Texas went before he were, he left Texas, his recruiting went really to the woodshed, and that's why Texas is a mess as they are now. But total yards, Pitt had 490 yards of total offense. Although um, North Carolina had 458, which they had some, you know, they had some help from uh, you know from the officials. Although if you look at the penalties, they were kind of even, but still there were some <laughs> pretty crucial ones that uh, they got uh, North Carolina was the benefit of. So Pitt moves on. They're seven three, four and two in the ACC. Now they they get they get to close their next two ACC games at home. They got uh, Virginia Tech. Well, actually, no, I made the, I I misread that. They go to Blacksburg next week for uh, Virginia Tech, and then they got they close out at home against Boston College. Virginia Tech has been playing a lot better as of late. So that game, obviously, is not a you know a guaranteed win. But it's winnable. Same with Boston College. Pitt has a chance to close out at nine and three. So let's see how that goes. Pat Narduzzi has some animated comments for after the game. He said they won two games, and uh, he they, they beat they beat North Carolina and somebody else, but he wouldn't say who. And obviously, you know, I'm sure he doesn't want to get fined, and he probably will get some you know some sort of uh, criticism from. You know, the conference over that. It'll be expected, but... Yeah. he. I would agree with him with that. He, um... Obviously, we didn't get the benefit of, uh... Of the doubt from the officials on... On certain things, and... I don't know. But, at the end of the day, Pitt won. It was... It wasn't without drama, because Pitt sure had this game won, but... They couldn't, you know... Close the deal, but then the game goes over time, and then Pitt finally closed the deal. So, exciting game. We move on, and that's that. I mean, obviously, there were some other things we did. We we passed up on a field goal to go for it, and it was a, a bad play call. And, of course, we missed a field goal. So, there, that, those are six points we lost as well. But all in all, you got to be – it's a win. Be happy with it. And let's move on to the next one. Now, on the other channel, on Fox, the Steelers took on the Browns. I thought the Steelers would win this one, but I forgot that Cleveland still has a halfway decent defense because their quarterback sucks. And watching that game, that's pretty much what happened. The only reason why Cleveland really won this game is because Mason Rudolph is worse than Baker Mayfield was. And people are going to say, well, you know, Mason had to deal with this and that. Well, Mason still was bad overall. It doesn't take away the fact that he was bad in this game. And, of course, Cleveland got away with a lot of cheap shots. And it took, and it took a Steelers player to get, to get the Apollo Creed, Ivan Drago treatment to actually realize that they had to start uh, making these calls and uh, ejecting people for these, uh, you know, these bullshit hits. And it got worse later in the game when it was when the score you know, the game was pretty much over. Mason Rudolph and uh, Miles Garrett got into it, and there's just been you know the thing about Twitter is there's just so many opinions, 
And everybody is so trying so hard to defend Miles Garrett. Well, not everybody, but there's just you have two sides of this. You have the one group that says it doesn't matter what Miles Garrett did. You don't take off your hel- you don't you don't swing a helmet somebody. And the other side says, well, there was something that Mason Rudolph did that you know caused us. And if you look, Mason Rudolph, you know, tried to pull Miles Garrett's helmet off and supposedly tried to grab his nuts and. Well, here's the thing. The play was over. Miles Garrett slams Mason Rudolph and is on top of him. Obviously, you know, he's the quarterback. If a guy on top of you won't get the hell off you, you're going to get pissed off. You know, and so he tried to rip his helmet off. And unfortunately for Mason, Miles reciprocated and ripped his helmet off. And unfortunately, you know, it got... Out of hand after that, it, it, it basically got taken to a whole higher level. What should have happened was this: Miles rips Mason's Rudolph helmet off. The guys break up, and that's it. Well, Miles decided to swing the helmet at Mason, and as some people point out, like Jeff Schwartz did, is these helmets are very heavy. They're pretty much weapons, so you can really, you know, seriously injure somebody swinging at you know with that. Luckily for Mason, he didn't, you know, he didn't get the brunt of it. But that's just what happens. Obviously, Miles Garrett's going to get suspended, and rightfully so. If Mason Rudolph gets anything, he probably gets a fine. It's, it's, it was basically just a fight initially that should have been just a fight. It's just that one person took it to a whole other level than what it should have been, and that's that. I'm sure Pouncey will get suspended for you know what his role as well for basically coming to the aid of his quarterback and beating the crap out of Miles Garrett. But Miles Garrett did show remorse, and he's going to take um, accountability. Supposedly, from what I've been reading, is that Cleveland has been very undisciplined all season. It's, it's not just Baker Mayfield; it's the whole team that's been acting like this. And basically, that's all. That's on the head coach. But that's what happens sometimes when you hire a coordinator instead of an actual head coach type person. Is that they don't have a necessarily control over a team that they should have. And for him, maybe this is for Freddie Kitchens. This is a more of a learning experience where he knows that he has to get his players in line and have them not do dumb shit like this. I don't know. But the Steelers had an opportunity to go six and four and keep themselves alive in the playoffs. Now they got very little room for error, and I really don't see them making the playoffs. Now, I mean, they may go eight and eight, and who knows? They may make the playoffs, but they're obviously out of the north. That belongs to the Ravens, but if, you know, if they, you know, if they really want to um, make the playoffs, that's another story as a wild card. As far as Mason Rudolph goes, I don't think just by looking at him, I don't. I mean, I've you know. I've seen him this season. He really isn't the long-term solution for the Steelers. If anything, you get Ben back next season when he's healthy. Get him for one last year. And, of course, you don't have a pick in 2020 for the draft, first first round. So you got two options. You, find, you try to find a quarterback in the second, you know, second round, if they have a second-round pick. Or you, you know, get Ben back for next season and then get your number one pick. But the regards, the Steelers are probably going to have to draft a quarterback. Unless they go to Atlanta this weekend and look at Colin Kaepernick. I know they may draw some, you know, 
some ire, but you know, we've, I don't know if they'll actually go and do it. And if they do some, who knows if he even plays. Yeah, I doubt he'll play, if anything else. He, I'm thinking he might. But, you know, but I've, I've been ringing up on this whole thing, this Kaepernick workout. And I think as certain uh, people pointed out uh, on Twitter is that the hope after when Kaepernick settled his lawsuits that NFL teams would, you know, would sign him and nobody has come to sign him. And I think this is the NFL's way of trying to avoid another lawsuit because obviously there's collusion happening now, as it looks like it. I'm not saying collusion that the NFL teams are still colluding against Kaepernick, but based on the fact that he has been signed, it's giving off that there's still collusion happening and nobody's signing him. So if anything, this is probably the NFL's way of getting him, you know, trying to get him out, get him advertised. And who knows, maybe somebody picks him up. You never know. It's funny because Dwayne Wade, you know, being on Twitter, said, oh, how cool would it be if Colin Kaepernick's receivers that worked out with him were uh, Ocho Cinco, Terrell Owens, and I forget the third one. Oh, Antonio Brown. And I guess, you know, Dwayne wanted to do something cool for Twitter and make a tweet like that because that's just how that goes. And I, I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But then when they had the workout, the scouts will be like, well, I can totally use Ocho Cinco in my offense. He can still play. And then they'll, they'll, want, to sell, they'll, they'll want to sign Terrell Owens and they'll want to sign Antonio Brown. Basically, they'll, they'll, they'll sign the wide receivers, but not Colin Kaepernick. Is what, probably what will happen here. I don't know. After three seasons of not playing in the NFL, I don't know if... Um, I think, you know, Kaepernick can have a backup role at this point. He's 32 years old. I'm sure he's still got something left in the tank. At least, you know, second or third string. Obviously not a starter right now. I mean, the guy should have had a job long ago. Even during his protest, he should, you know, after, you know, his final year, he was going to stop kneeling. But teams decided to sign him. And the only thing I can think of is, um, well... Teams are just choosing to avoid whatever is going on around him because he's got, you know, he has some, um, you know, people around him that, that, you know, that cause more drama than it's actually worth. And sometimes if you're signing a guy to a backup or whatnot, it's not worth the drama. But, you know, we've got other cases where guys are domestic abusers and they still get jobs. I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's it, it's just I don't know it's 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 complicated, but I think the guy should still you know he should, still should have a job in this league. He still he should still be in the league. It just didn't happen for for whatever reason, and you know hopefully for him he gets his work out. I mean and teams look at him and if he's got something he's got something. If he doesn't he doesn't. That's just how it's going to be. Oh well, let's get off of that. Uh, we got plenty of games this weekend, but let's take a quick word. Yes, let's talk about sex. Let's not, let's not talk about you and me, because, you know, that would be very awkward. But let's talk about getting that extra confidence in bed and getting that maximum performance. Who knows? Maybe you're getting the job done, you know. Um, 
Maybe you're Jason Kendall and you're hitting those singles. Singles get the job done, but maybe you want to hit home runs like Barry Bonds. That's why we got the BlueChew.com. BlueChew is blue just like the pill, like the Keller. Go to BlueChew.com, earn the promo code armchair, and get your first order free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Now, you may have to do a, a five-minute exam. It doesn't take long. So instead of being Jason Kendall, if you want to be Barry Bonds and hit those home runs, go to BlueChew.com and hit some big home runs today. All right. All right, folks, we're done with that. So that's a work in progress right now. I thought it would be a great idea to use salt and pepper this time for BlueChew.com. And, of course, talk about Jason Kennell and Barry Bonds at the same time. But let's talk about this weekend's slate of uh, college football games, why don't we? Now let's look at the ACC first. Alabama State is playing Florida State. Um, barring any huge meltdown, I'm sure Florida State will win this one and get the six wins and get to their bowl game. Big ACC matchup, Wake Forest, 7-2, 3-2 overall in the ACC. Uh, going against Clemson, that's a big game. Clemson should obviously win this one, but they're a 34-point favorite. I don't know about this one. I think Wake may cover this one. I think Clemson wins. Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. Now, here's something very interesting. Virginia Tech is 3-2 in the ACC. So, they're actually still in this uh, race for the, um, the Coastal. If they beat Pitt and, uh, and beat Virginia, they could be playing Clemson in the uh, championship game. But they got Georgia Tech, and they should be able to win this one easily. So, obviously, Pitt's game next week against Virginia Tech is obviously a critical one. Actually, these next two, they're all critical. So, if, you know, if they want any, hope, any type of hope, here you go. Syracuse and Duke, two pretty disappointing um, teams. Syracuse was supposed to challenge Clemson this year in the, in the Atlantic, and Syracuse is 3-6 and six overall, 0-5 in the ACC. Very disappointing. They're playing Duke. I think Syracuse will uh, get get out of the funk here and they'll win this one. Uh, Louisville and NC State. Um, same thing here. NC State disappointing. I think uh, they're at home against Louisville. I think Louisville will take them out. And I think they'll take them to the woodshed. Uh, top 25 action. Indiana, 24th ranked playing Penn State. Penn State obviously dipped to nine after their loss. Indiana has played a really easy schedule. I mean, they have some, I mean, their losses, I guess they got destroyed by Ohio State weeks ago, but they've been beneficial to having an easy schedule. And same Minnesota did too, but obviously Minnesota had some, uh, they were able to back it up last week. Here's the same thing, although Indiana runs the same, a similar offense to uh, Minnesota, but. Minnesota is just a little more talented. Uh, Penn State's 14 and a half. I think Penn State will blow out Indiana. Indiana never beats Penn State hardly ever. So I think they beat them one time. And it was during the uh, – I think it was during the uh, 
either the I think it was during the Bill O'Brien era. It was Bill O'Brien's final year. He, they uh, they beat them. Michigan State, Michigan. At one time, Michigan State was dominating the series. Now the tides have turned because Michigan State's offense is horrible. Michigan, they're thirteen point favorites. They'll blow them out. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, if they get really blown out, I think the the Spartans will probably have to be looking to do some of the coaching staff. Notre Dame and Navy. This is a big game. Navy seven and one go against seven two Notre Dame. I think Navy will give them a game. In fact, I think Navy beats them. I, and these are some some touched some uh, some point favorite. Eh, I think they'll win. Ohio State got Rutgers, fifty-two point favorite over Rutgers. Ohio State has covered almost every, just about every week. I think they cover again. That's even worse because Rutgers is just freaking horrible. Uh, Georgia and Auburn. That's a huge game. It's at Auburn. Hmm. Georgia's a three-point favorite. I don't know. I think I actually like Auburn this one. I like Auburn at home because uh, Georgia has been known to do have hiccups. Minnesota plays Iowa. That's a three o'clock kickoff. Well, actually, four o'clock Eastern time, three o'clock Central. Minnesota's uh, eighth ranked. Iowa twentieth ranked. Mm. I think it's a, I think it's a low score one, but Minnesota pulls it out. LSU should destroy Old Miss. Uh, Big Twelve, a huge showdown. Oklahoma and Baylor. Excuse excuse me, I have my Microsoft Outlook up, and it's obviously giving me these those uh, email notifications. I like Oklahoma in this one because Baylor has been kind of they kind of struggled as of late, and I think Oklahoma Oklahoma is a ten point favorite. I think they went by two touchdowns, and that's pretty much it for the top twenty five. I mean, I mean, that's pretty much for the whole weekend. Obviously, for us Pitt fans, we get to enjoy the weekend because well, our game already happened and we won it, and we don't have to you know we don't have to bitch about anything. But enjoy this weekend's college football games and the NFL games because you know, well, you know, if you're a Steelers fan, obviously your weekend sucks. But if you're a Pitt fan, you get to enjoy the weekend. You get to walk around all happy and shit, enjoy things, and plus. Pitt Hoops got uh, West Virginia tonight. We got that going for us. I'm not sure what happens there. It depends on which team Pitt team shows up. I mean, hopefully we keep it close and hopefully we win. I like to see us beat the Hoopies, but sometimes it's just not in the cards. And this team obviously is still, you know, we're still trying to develop. So hopefully things work out there. But um, you guys have a great weekend. Hell to Pitt. Enjoy all the uh, Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett takes today because there's a shitload of them. And there's too many of them. So enjoy that. And, uh, yeah, have a great weekend, guys. Hell of a pit. Bye.